0: And joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show to talk about this case and what is a skyrocketing trend of random violent crime is the former NYPD commissioner, Howard Safer. Commissioner Safer, thanks so much for being here.
1: Good to be with you, Rita.
0: You know, this is such a horrible case, Commissioner. You know, when you sit there and you see this guy, you know, it's like so many parents go for a parent's weekend. It's a very popular time and a joyous time. He's checking out of a hotel. He was grabbing coffee at the time, checking out of the hotel. And suddenly these two guys start opening fire. They get in some argument with somebody there. And he's in the lobby of the hotel, gets shot and killed. Uh, What was just your reaction, first off, to this particular case?
1: Well, you know, this is a terrible tragedy. Uh, This is an innocent person at a happy event. And he ends up dead because we are not dealing with crime. We are basically letting people who should be incarcerated out of jail. Uh, They're getting weapons. They're not afraid of consequences. They're not afraid of the police because of all of these defund movements and uh, changing police tactics from the left. And because of that, uh, crime is running rampant. And you you mentioned uh, the EMT who's being buried tomorrow, another incredible tragedy. Uh, You know, it used to be that most of the crime was criminal on criminal. Now what's happening is innocent people are being collateral damage because criminals are not afraid to carry guns. They're not afraid to shoot people, shoot at each other. And if somebody else gets hurt, they don't care. And, you know, we do not have assertive policing like we used to have in New York City, where we made sure that guns were taken off the street and we made sure that if criminals committed crimes, they stayed in jail. All of that has gone by the wayside, and it's a real tragedy.
0: Yeah, it's a huge tragedy. You know, in this case, too, uh, Commissioner Howard Safer, we're hearing, too, that they found in these guys' room um, bomb-making materials and a manual. It sounds like even something more ominous was in the works with them. What were they doing?
1: Well, you know, first, you know, the fact describing them as homeless. Uh, They're staying in a good hotel and obviously paying a a bunch of money for those rooms. So I wouldn't describe them as as homeless. But who knows what they were going to do with those bombs. They might be blowing up a school, blowing up a hotel. But the fact is, why are they on the street? They both had long rap sheets. What are they doing not in jail?
0: One thousand percent. You know, you brought up the whole defund the police movement. Um, I want to play this clip for you, Commissioner Safer. This is Cori Bush, uh, the congresswoman. She was on Good Morning America today. And they were asking her about it. And, and just listen to her response. And I'll get you to react. Here she is just a few hours ago.
1: You're one of the few Democrats now who still says, let's defund the police. Are you worried at all that that could hurt some of your colleagues going into the midterm elections?
0: See, the, the thing about defund the police is we have to tell the entire narrative. People hear defund the police. But you know what they'll say? Say reallocate. Say divest. Say move. Uh, but it's still the same thing. We can't get caught up on the words. We People spend more time focusing on the word defund than they spend on caring and addressing the problem of police violence in this country. You know, it's amazing when you hear that, Commissioner, what's your reaction? It's like she's like getting caught up in the verbiage, but she's not denying even after skyrocketing violent crime, random crime like this poor father who was just visiting his son. Despite all of that, uh, she's still staying with her defund the police message.
1: Well, that's because she lives in a fantasy land where she's more concerned about criminals than she is about victims, and that's what's happening. We've turned the whole narrative here upside down. Uh, People like her are more concerned about potential police violence or abuse, which really does not take place except in very, very rare cases, rather than worrying about somebody like this poor victim of a Poughkeepsie uh, who was shot randomly because criminals are not afraid to use guns in public. You know, I I have always said that the only people who should be afraid of police are criminals. And when criminals are not afraid of police, then we have the kind of chaos that we're seeing across this nation.
0: Yeah, one thousand percent. How big of an issue do you think it is crime right now? And what do you say to people like, you know, uh, New York politician Tiffany Caban? Uh, for example, who basically after the recent uh, beating, I should say, of that woman in the Queen's subway, remember the um, airport worker who was beaten randomly by a guy, another deranged man um, with a criminal rap sheet again. Um, but in that case, she came out. She even represents that area of Queens and said, oh, subway, you know, subway crime, you know, it's it's exaggerated. It's not that bad. It's one in a million. Um you know, what, what do you say? She's another defund the policer like Corey Bush. What do you say to these politicians who continue to minimize crime and don't want to talk about it? You know, it's like it's like and and I, I find it so disrespectful at a time right after these shootings and all these things happen and that beatdown happens. They're still pushing this defund the police message. It's like, what planet are they living on?
1: Well, exactly. They're in a fantasy land. And the fact is, if you look at subway crime in New York, I think it's up like 35 or 40 percent. Uh, crime overall, I think, is up 30-something percent. And, you know, that, that means that the potential for being a victim is increased tremendously. And what's happening, because police are not being backed because they're talking about uh, prosecuting more police than prosecuting victims, Uh, Police officers who used to be assertive and used to prevent crime and now just responding to crime. And, you know, that's a failure. When you're responding to crime, somebody's been a victim. What we used to do is proactive policing. We made sure that the streets were safe and that criminals knew that if they committed a crime, not only would they be arrested, but they would end up in jail and they would be accountable. None of that is happening in the way it should be happening today.
0: How do we turn this around, Um, and how do we also make sure that we stop vilifying police officers? Did you see this also, uh, Commissioner? There was also a report recently of this database that they're putting out there. I'm sure you heard about this. It's sort of like a civil liberties group or something that is putting this out of basically of police arrests, anybody complaining about police, uh, information on officers, sometimes salary, sometimes personal information. To me, uh, it really puts our officers at risk. I feel like the hand is tipping the other way, just as you said, vilifying police officers, and they're not focused on protecting society.
1: Well, the way to fix it is we have to elect people who are going to make sure that that doesn't happen. We have to do what what surprised me, but was the right thing, uh, where they recalled the liberal district attorney in San Francisco because he wasn't prosecuting people. We have too many of these leftist DAs, including uh, the district attorney in Manhattan, who undercharge and under prosecute and let criminals out when they should be in jail. I mean, the fact is there are people who need to be in jail. There there are people who cannot be rehabilitated, who are criminals who day after day, that's their job. They go out and commit more crimes and create more victims. And until we realize that those are the people who need to be in jail and stay in jail, we're going to have this issue.
0: Yeah, one thousand percent. And until we admit, just like you said, there are certain people who, yes, we want them to get help. uh, But we certainly want to make sure that they are kept away from the rest of society because they're way too dangerous for the rest of us. And also too dangerous, probably for themselves, too. Um, So it doesn't serve anybody to have them out on the streets. And it's it is just it's preposterous, Howard. I mean, when I sit there and I see over and over again, all these recent crimes and there seems to be the spate of just these horrible crimes out of nowhere, uh, like the EM2 who was stabbed to death, who's going to be buried tomorrow. Here she's walking down the street and some crazy guy comes over and stabs her. Uh, And the fact if again, you look at the background, people were saying, yeah, he used to walk around the neighborhood. He seemed nuts. Well, you know, at some point. Don't people need to, like, speak up and family members and people at large need to speak up? If somebody's nuts, maybe they shouldn't be walking on the street.
1: Absolutely. And the, and the other end of this, which is really sad, is attracting people who want to serve in police departments. Uh, I was looking in one of the papers today, and police departments from all over the country are advertising in New York papers, offering $10,000 bonuses for people to become police officers. Well, you know, the reason you become a police officer is not to earn a lot of money. The reason you become a police officer is because you want to make a difference and you want to protect and serve. And getting those kind of people into the police force with the atmosphere that exists in this country today is going to be near impossible. And instead, we'll be attracting the kind of people who are going to not represent what police should represent.
0: 1,000 percent. And we need them now more than ever. This is not the time to be driving them away and so many of them are fleeing the city for either other departments or just leaving the profession, as uh, you know all too well. And to me, it is one of the most important professions and one of the noblest professions ever. Um, Former NYPD Commissioner Howard Saver, thank you so much for being here. We love having you on the show.
1: Well, you could be with you, Rita. Have a good night.
0: Thank you. You too. This is Greg
1: Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment